bless you this evening. It is a privilege, privilege and an honor to be here today. And I just want to thank my, my, my pastor for this opportunity and the leadership for allowing me to bring forth the word today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And today I, I want to speak about comforted to comfort. Comforted to comfort. Praise the Lord. Comforted to comfort. And I'm going to, to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. That's going to be my main focus, but I've got some other scriptures. And I want to pray before, once again, before we begin, that God just prepare our hearts. Lord, just prepare our hearts and our minds, Lord, oh God. Lord, oh Jesus, you know the need. You know the hurts. You know the situations. You know the struggles. You know, God, what we've endured, what we've gone through these last past couple of months, my Lord. Father God, and I just pray that today you open our ears, that we might hear our eyes, that we might see our hearts, that they might be touched today, God, oh Lord, with your precious word. Father Lord, I hide behind you and ask you to have your way. Minister to the need of your people, my God. And Lord, that we might be able to, at the end of it all to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Throughout these few months, um, I'm sure there's been a lot of emotions that have been felt. Feelings, discomforts, inconveniences because we can long, no longer do what we were used to maybe doing. Many thoughts racing through our minds, anxiety, lack of sleep, so many emotions people have gone through. And, and as Christians, we're not exempt from that due to everything that we have been facing and, and also understanding that everybody's experience has been different. Every person reacts to almost the same thing, totally different. The journey and the process, we can say, has been, and it is unique for everyone. Yet, understanding that pain and suffering is something that we all feel. There's this saying that says, um, pain is universal, and my pain costs your pain. So we all have been feeling different things but we can all stand that there's been a level of suffering and of hurting and of different emotions throughout these few months yet therefore if you have yet not needed comforting at some point you might if you feel that you've gone through this pandemic and you're fine and you haven't felt much, it could be a couple of things. I'm not going to psychoanalyze. But there might come a moment where you might need comforting. And by comforting, I mean, and I've got a bunch of definitions. As you know, I like definitions. Uh, comfort is a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. The easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of, of grief and distress. 
a lesson of sadness in order to inspire hope, help, and restore or cheer up. To make the load lighter for someone through kindness, easing the grief, bringing the hope, and bringing some cheer. These definitions kind of speak about the physical aspect of, of comfort and, and the emotional, mental aspect. Yet I also feel that there's a spiritual side to comfort. And there it means to console in a time of calamity where he, meaning God, gives us help, hope, and release. A time where God is present among his people to bring comfort. And I like asking questions. So who, who needs comfort? We all need comfort. We all do. Basic comfort is just the need for warmth, shelter, and food. And we all need that. Then the social and physical um, uh, comfort where we need to contact, have contact with the other people Company and sympathy, right? Being sympathetic to each other. And isn't that ironic? This season has been one of isolation. <laughs> so I know we've needed comfort. When do we need it? In our moments of stress, in our moments of trial, in our moments where we're having problems, where we're fearful, where there's anxiety, during our times of hardship. And as believers, I want us to understand that we are not exempt from all of these things. Jesus told his disciples clearly, I have told you these things so that in, in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So yet if then if we have a relationship with Jesus as you and I have, we need to understand that the full gospel is that he was in heaven. God loved us so much. He gave his only son. He died for us on the cross. He resurrected. He is at, he is at the hand, right hand of, of God. Christ is coming back for his church. But during the journey, we will have trouble. So as humans, though, we, we tend to... To, to find comfort in many places where some interesting beings. And one of the things we find comfort is in food. Entertainment. You have that favorite sweater you wear all the time because it causes you security. Some of you might not um, fess up to it, but you probably still have that blanket. Some of us shop. Some of us read. Others do so many things to try to bring comfort to our lives and try to bring release and try to bring peace and calmness to our lives. Unfortunately, we also as humans turn to negative behaviors. And if you've been following the news as, as I follow the, you know, the social and the psychological and the mental stuff that's going on, alcoholism is up and rising. People are buying more alcohol than you wouldn't believe. Drugs, violence, domestic violence, violence to children. Because people need to find an outlet and, and a way to comfort themselves. And unfortunately, these are ways that they feel or think or, or that's how they cope. 
because they have no other coping mechanisms. So we search for the comfort and, and we want to be comforted. And although some of those and, and others have its place, shopping is nice, <laughs> eating is good. Like I said, except for those that destroy you, we all need to find comfort. But yet today, I want to appeal to you to a comfort that is lasting and truly the answer, in my humble opinion, to real comfort. And that comfort is the comfort that's found in God, the comfort that's found in the Lord because of our relationship through Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible is very clear, and it says that God is the God of all comfort. He is the author of comfort. Isaiah 51 says, 12 and 13, I, even I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are fear, that you fear mere mortal human beings who are but grass that, that you forget the Lord, your maker? who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundation of the earth, that you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor who is bent on destruction? For where is the wrath of the oppressor? He's telling us, why are we afraid? Why are we, we we're fearful or anxiety? He's the one that comforts us because he's the author of all comfort. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, you have accepted him into your heart, you are living by him, you are following his word, you are doing everything we can do to, to stay close to him, then you are, um, uh, you know, he is uh, uh, willing and able to give you this comfort. It, it, it belongs to you. It's your right as her, his or her, ch um, his child, right, or her child, you being his son and, or daughter. So he wants to for you to understand that he is the comfort and he is the author of comfort. Another thing I want to tell you is that he's going to be with you throughout all your troubles. And we know that. But we also need to understand that throughout all your troubles, he's going to comfort you. And pastor and I spoke about this and, you know, sometimes we troubles come to us like this pandemic. We didn't do anything for this to come our way. It just came. But sometimes we get ourselves into some trouble. I'm here to tell you that if it was handed over to you or you got yourself into it, the merciful God that I serve is willing to comfort you and guide you through all your troubles. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4a says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. He comforts you in all your troubles. You see, um, Paul is very interesting. He knew the experience of suffering. He knew to be how to, to be in discomfort. He had experienced discomfort, and it's pretty interesting because the second letter to the Corinthian church, um, he's very open and candid, and he almost makes himself vulnerable. 
If you read the, the, second, cha- the second letter, he's so open and telling them. And yes, it, has to, uh, it had a lot to do with him having to prove himself, having to prove that he was authentic. It had a lot to do with there was so much stuff going on in this church. You, you know, we've spoken about that here. You know, there were a division. They were um, doing um, uh, uh, Holy Communion all, all the wrong ways. They were doing all the wrong things. A church with a lot of issues. (laughs) But yet, Paul becomes vulnerable to them and shares that he has been comforted. He shares his story of all he had endured through his his journey throughout this this letter. In, in In chapter 11, he tells them about all the stuff that he went through, that he was shipped. He was whipped. He was, um, he, they had spoken about him. They threw him in jail. All those things that we haven't gone through none of those, but he did. And then to make matters better or worse, he tells him in chapter 12 that he has this thorn, this weakness in his life. <laughs> Talk about the teacher, <laughs> the, the, the pastor, right? The, the man of God just kind of making himself vulnerable so that they could understand that the same God that comforted him and was with him throughout those those struggles and, and was with him throughout those troubles is the same God that would be with them during their journey, during their situations. And the same God that was there back then is here with us today. Meeting our needs, walking us through this journey because we do not know how to walk this journey. I don't know about you, but I don't know how to walk it. Yet God tells us that he's with us in our time of trouble. He was clear about God being his comfort throughout his troubles and throughout all his situations. Another thing that that comes to mind when dealing with comfort is that he, God, uses others to bring us comfort. 2 Corinthians Chapter 7, verses 4 through 7, um, we see that God uses Titus and, and brings, he, um, um, Paul sends him out to Corinthians, to the Corinthians, and, and he, he receives uh, a good news from them. And then he comes back and he, he tells Paul everything's good and, and brings comforting words to Paul because sometimes, just sometimes, we need others to come alongside us and just... Give us a hand. Sometimes we're so prideful or I don't know what it is. I I need to analyze that a little bit more. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know if it's fearful. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But we, 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 I think God has brought us to the place and the point that we understand the need for other people in our lives. I know I've missed you all. (laughs) I need you guys. (laughs) I hope you need me, right? Because we need each other. And can we allow God to use that man or that woman to help us through some troubling times? If anything, like I said before, has been proven throughout this pandemic is that we need each other. We are created, not in isolation. Because if that was the case, God would have created Adam, would have left him with all the animals, and would not have created Eve. And some might say that they would have saved a lot of issues and problems. But I come against that in the name of Jesus. Because 
he needed her. He needed companionship. He, he was not built to be in isolation. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's no isolation there. One and, and, and three and three and one, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we were not created. We all need and, and we all um, um, need someone sometimes. Second Corinthians 4 um, B, um, it says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. Now he comforts us for a reason. So then when that other person needs comforting, I could be there. Because I've allowed God to comfort me. He has called us to comfort others through a phone call maybe. Through providing a listening ear maybe. Maybe it's been a, you need a time of Zoom with a group to shake you and make you a little happy. Maybe you need to get creative about, yes, we're living in, in difficult times, but maybe get creative about how do I reach out? How do I help my fellow man? How do I bring comfort to those that are suffering and in grief? We need to do that. My next point is that we need to allow his word to comfort and strengthen us. Isn't it his word that we find during those moments of heartache and, 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 and time of, 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 of stress and time of, of, of fear and anxiety that we, we just listen to those powerful words in the scripture that, brings us, that bring us comfort and strength during our time of struggles? Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. My heart. Because <laughs> I just sometimes need that word to go and penetrate. Where man can't go, when a woman can't go, when a child can't reach me. I need the word of God to just penetrate and go there and do the work that is set out to do. To bring me comfort, to bring me strength, to guide me along my troubled times. Oh, we think about David in the Psalms. We think about the book of Lamentations, the prophets. We think about Paul's writing. And we've got to say, wow, it's the word of God that in those moments I need to just maybe hear it. Maybe I just need to listen to a song. Maybe I need to read a poem. Maybe I need to, 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 to hear the word. So many ways now. You don't even have to read. You can hear it. And you're going to receive that God is trying to comfort you through his pages. Oh, remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort and my affliction that your promise gives me life. Psalm 119, 49 and 50. Oh, I will rise my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Oh, scriptures like, like, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is my refuge. He is my shelter. Oh, hallelujah, the power of the word of God in our time of need and trouble and, and situations that are negative, but the comfort of the, of the Lord through his word, powerful. Finally, and, and I don't think that this is an exhausted list, but these are the few points I, God put in my heart. Finally, it, it's, it's a promise that he gave us. <clears throat> he actually gave them to the disciples and he told them that I'm leaving, but I'm going to send you a comforter. 
And, I, and, and um, uh, King James Version says it, a comforter. A comforter because he knew we needed somebody to stand alongside us. Because there's those moments in time where maybe no one can reach us, but we need someone next to us. A supernatural force. Someone that lives inside of us because we've been sealed. When we come to the Lord, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. It says, John 15, 26, but when the comforter is, is come, when the comforter comes, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth which, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. And here and, and in other places, he's described as, as um, uh, the spirit of truth, the mediator, the intercessor, the helper, the comforter, the guide, one that stands by me, the advocate. I know Sunday pastor might preach or will preach about him being the fire. But the Holy Spirit right now, this moment, I need you to see him and understand him for being your comforter in your time of need. The Holy Spirit is, is our counselor sent by Jesus to us to comfort us in our time of struggle and in our time of need. We are not alone. There's been moments in, during this pandemic where we probably felt lonely or, 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 or we felt lonely, but we're never, we have never been alone. Even you as a single or maybe you as, as a widow or maybe you that maybe do not have no one in your home, a companion, or, or maybe you don't even have a pet, but you have not been alone. He has been with you. Hallelujah. And he promises to be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So today I am here to tell you that he wants to comfort us. And yes, don't get me wrong. I believe in therapy. I believe that if it's too much and your anxiety level is up here and you're going through changes, you need to get help. We're, we're right now working on how do we integrate back. And, and it's, it's already being said through the social workers and psychologists and, and psychiatrists. They're already warning us that what's to come mentally after this pandemic, it's going to be difficult. We've been isolated. We've been stripped of, of what we know normal. We've been, there's been people that have not been able to grieve. They haven't been able to bury their own sad situations people that right now don't have jobs that are struggling that have no food come on that's where we're at oh but I'm here to tell you that there's a God that loves us so much there's a, a, a God that promised to be with us he promises to not leave us nor forsake us he has sent a comforter to to be with you no matter what happens no matter if the earth is shaken or moved he is with us, and we've got to stand on that. We've got to believe on that, especially as Christians. We need now to be um, um, big girls and big boys and be examples to those that do not have a hope, that do not have maybe this comforter. And we've got to take off our jacket and tell them, look, let me show you who comforts me. Let me show you, look. It's him that comforts me. It's him that gives me strength. I believe that there are two reasons for why God is comforting us during these times. To be comforted and to comfort others 
Our role during this time needs to be that we allow him to comfort us and strengthen us, that we hold on to his word, to his power, that we hold on to one another, that we hold on to his promises so that we can keep going forward and stand strong. But I also believe that the second part and the second reason we are to allow God to comfort us is because we need to learn how does it feel to be comforted. Because in the coming months and in the coming years, I dare to say, we're going to be the agents that bring comfort to a people that will need to be healed. We are the ones that will bring comfort to a, a, a people that will need to be restored. We are the people that God has called and has called us for such a time as this that we will be the one that makes a difference in the lives of men and women that will need some hope, that will need some help, that will need some release that will need us to intervene and show them God and show them that through a relationship through Christ they also shall be comforted therefore my sister and my brother take courage be and allow God to comfort you during this time because the word because the work ahead of us is vast but a rewarding one as we will be agents of change and comfort to each other. God bless you.